You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ha! There we go. You see, I'm over here talking, and can't nobody hear me. We can't be having that. But uh, welcome to Intentional Grounding. This is the uh, the inaugural show here on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. It's the first one, man. So welcome to all of the all of you who are in the chat. What's up, Jr? What's good, man? Richard, that's my guy. I hope your wife is doing well. Jessica, how you doing? And to uh, many others who will be listening to the show on here on the network, or you can listen to the show uh, via podcast. So it'll be on all social media platforms at uh, starting tomorrow. So welcome to the show. So let me kind of give you uh, an idea of what what I'm doing here. So you got obviously you guys know that I'm doing I'm going solo dolo. Uh, My guys over at the hoof are still doing their thing. But I kind of wanted to, you know, an opportunity to kind of just branch out and do my own thing. And so, um, you know, I'm not really sure in terms of uh, I'm going to be doing all kinds of stuff. I'm going to have player interviews. Um, I have a few of those lined up. I have uh, many other things kind of you, you guys. OK, you can hear me. All right, good. But I have many other things lined up. And so this is just we're going to take a deep dive into uh, what I think, you know, from from a game perspective or or takes on different topics and issues related to the Buffalo Bills and the NFL in general, right? So that's kind of what I'm doing. That's just kind of give you a little heads up. But uh, what we're going to be doing tonight uh, is we're going to talk about this Buffalo Bills draft class. The the NFL draft is over. And so now, you know, after all the, the hoopla and the excitement and staying up all night, trying to figure out what's going on, right? All that's done. And it's this is the dog days of the of the NFL offseason. You know, the Bills aren't you shouldn't expect to see uh, the Bills aren't going to do too much after this. Right. NFL teams kind of sit back and kind of, you know, it's, you're going to see the, the mini camps and so forth. The schedule is going to come out in a couple weeks, I believe, or next maybe in the next week, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, that should be announced by the league here really soon. So, um, you know, we're just it's just content. We're just going to be talking about, you know what I think of this new draft class, who's going to be a, a a starter or instant impact player, so forth. So um, that's kind of what we're going to be doing tonight. And we're going to talk about the winners and losers of the draft. All right. Um, here we go. So I don't know if you guys are ready for this, but I'm going to tell you who I think the winners and losers are of the draft. So we'll start with the Ravens first. Okay. The Ravens, don't they always win the draft? It seems like I mean, these this team constantly uh, rings the bell when it ter- in terms of their front office and you know what they're able to do. I mean, we, we, we could talk about you know so many players that the Ravens did select. I mean, they got Kyle Hamilton in the teens, right? Now there was rumors pre-draft that he was he was going to kind of slide and so forth. So we, we we expected that, but man, they 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 just did a really good job, and, and it's cool because 
you know, we saw the Bengals kind of take over the, the AFC North. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that if you're a Bengals fan, I don't think you could be excited about what you saw the, the Ravens do uh, draft night. So, you know, it's going to be cool to see how Lamar Jackson coming back. They got Tyler Lindenbaum in, in the, the end of the, the first round. Okay. Now, you know, people knocking for his size. He, he, you know, he doesn't check out in terms of measurables, but when you, when you turn on the tape, I mean, he's hard to pass. I mean, this dude, he's going to be, he's going to play something for them for a very long time, but they just, they just, they just clean house, man. The Ravens just freaking clean house. Uh, and you know what? Um, I definitely want to talk about the Chiefs. All right. The Chiefs is another team that they they did a really, really good job, man. They got George Karloftis. That's one of the notable uh players they got. They also got Justin Ross as an undrafted free agent. Uh the reason why he went undrafted, which I didn't really didn't expect him to go undrafted, was because of the medical concerns. Okay, so he had a lot of medical red flags that that team doctors are probably looking at him like. You know, it's just too much of a risk, and all it takes is one one team to take a chance on you. So he's going to walk in as an undrafted free agent and be able to prove himself. Uh, this is a guy that, without the injury concerns, he was going to be a first-round pick. Um, you know, and, and the transition from, uh, you know, Ugalele, I the, the quarterback there from, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that's a big jump. That's a big-time jump. And so – you know, anytime you, you change quarterbacks like that, man, there's rhythm and timing. And if he, you know, if, especially if you're not healthy or, you know, you're injured, man, that's going to be issues there. So I've always been a big fan of Justin Ross. So I'm kind of happy for the Chiefs that they uh, they were able to to really hone in and and, and uh, get some talent there. They got Trent McDuffie as well. So uh, they they clean house. The Lions is another team. OK, and I'm running through these pretty fast because we're going to talk about what the Bills have done. And I have some I'm going to show you guys. Um, you know, some of the notes that I had on these guys prior to the draft from my studies over, over the year. So um, the lines, they, they clean house too. You know, anytime that you can get Aiden Hutchison at number two overall, B was, you know, prior to the draft, we all thought that he was going to go number one overall. Then you turn around, you know, you, you trade from 31 or 32, you trade back into the, uh, the half of the first round and you get Jamison Williams, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the class. I mean, that's going to set you up. Uh, for quite some time so you know you, you already have they, they got some really solid pieces last year on the defensive line now you have a really a bona fide pass rusher with Trey Flowers over there and, and uh, some stud pieces at defense to tackle their defense is going to be good it's going to be really good and they have a, a first round corner that they took two years before that so they, they're really shaping up this uh, Detroit Lions uh, defense you know, it'll be cool because we all have to watch them on, on Thanksgiving. So at least you have a, a, a few names that you're going to be familiar with. So that's going to be good. Now, they didn't really they didn't answer the any anything about quarterback, which I felt like that's still a need. But I'm definitely, you know, as a Lions fan, which they really don't have much to be excited about, like ever. I mean, you got to be excited about that if you're a Lions fan. Patriots, they're losers. And I'm not just saying that because we're, you know, I'm a Bills fan, a homer, whatever you want to call it. I just never – I don't understand the direction that Bill Belichick was taking in this draft. Now, is Cole Strange a good player? Yeah. But I think, you know, he's a, a mid-second rounder to third-round pick, right? And you go – and you take him at pick 29, and it's just like I don't understand it. And then your second-round pick, Tyquan Thornton, who – I have a six-round grade on him. I mean, he's fast, but what does he offer you in terms of route running ability? I think he's a limited route runner. 
can he learn it? Maybe. Right. But I think they, I think they're failing Mac Jones. I think they need to get him some more weapons, but I'm going to say the Patriots are losers. I don't, I, and then they take Bailey Zappi in the, I think in the fourth or fifth rounds, like, man, like, I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand, you know, the Belichick philosophy. And one of the things that kind of irritates me is that people are going to say, well, it's Belichick. He gets the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, no, the hell he doesn't. The man just doesn't draft well. Okay. I'll give him JC Jackson recently outside of that. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. I'm not buying it. Oh, we got my guy, Joe. Joe is in the house. Yes. After my show, uh, in 50 minutes, uh, stay tuned because, uh, Joe Miller and John Fina are going to go there. Uh, they're up next. So I'm like the, uh, I'm the appetizer to the main course here. So Joe, thanks for watching, man. Uh, Daniel, what's good? What's good? How you doing? And let's keep it moving here. The bears. You have Justin Fields and you did nothing for him. I mean, I understand building your defense. Those that's important. But when you who is Justin Fields gonna throw to? That's a problem. That is a major problem. So anytime you have a young, a young quarterback, and, and he's already on his second regime. Second year quarterback, new regime. That's bad news. And you don't have weapons for him. I mean, Darnell Moody is an okay player, but I mean, you're gonna have to do a better job. You have to do a better job. And then the Dolphins thinking that they're the 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 Rams. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, I still think you got holes on the roster. I do like the Dolphins roster. And I know they traded a lot of picks away for uh, Tyreek Hill. But I felt like, you know, the value in which they got, you know, got their guys taking a linebacker uh, from Georgia, uh, Leo Chanel is like, eh, I don't know, man. I I, I, f- I feel like they could have done a better job there. Uh, but so that's, I mean, that's two a- AFC East teams that I feel like, you know, didn't um, represent their teams well in the draft. You know, I felt like there were other needs. You know, we'll get we'll get more into those during the offseason. But this that's just a quick overview I want to give you guys so we uh, can, you know, meet meet our time constraints tonight. Yes, the Bears are a perpetual cycle of suck. Y'all remember when uh, the Bills were that way? Y'all remember that? Where, where you know, people talk about the Bills, you know, and, and how if players go to the Bills, they're, you know, their career is going to die. And I'm like that, that just, just drinking the, the cup of suck, bro. And ain't it, man. So thank God we don't have to endure those losing seasons and firing a coach every two years, you know, Hey, (laughs) I'm telling you, man, that's right, Joe. That's right. Here we go. The tasty treat. We all know that. Come on now. We all know that. All right. So let's now let's get into my favorite part. And the reason why you guys are here, because we're going to talk about this Bill's draft class. So um, first man on the docket is Kyir Elam. Now, so what I did with this is that I, um, you know, made these graphics or whatever, but I kind of just took some cliff notes from the notes that I did uh from when i scouted these players and so here we have with pick number 23 kyre elam uh he's a physical long and rangy corner with top end speed uh shows ability to mirror routes and coverage and he has good ball skills okay so that's kyre elam and you know one of the cool things i know everybody saw it but when he was drafted or in his in his interview prior to the draft he talked about he was talking to brandon bean and the staff and so forth through his interview 
and, and he 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 had a notebook that you know he made you know he made notes on you know plays and players and his technique, what he likes and what he doesn't like, and what he can improve on. And, and we know that that this regime values guys football character, right? These are and that means you know you have guys that are going to come in, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. You don't have to worry about them. And, and you know when I think when the Bills especially take a guy in the first round, Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Tre'Davious White. You know, guys like that, you know, those are those are tone setters. And it's important that you get guys with that football DNA. I mean, Matt Elam is his uncle, was a safety for the Ravens. You know, his dad played ball as well in the NFL for a few years. I mean, this dude, you know, he he's been uh he's been trained his whole life to to be an NFL uh caliber player. And he his dream was uh realized on Thursday night. Um, how I think he's gonna fit. Uh, with this Bill squad, you know, I think he's a guy that, you know, because the Bills play so much uh, zone, uh, he can play man and he's going to play some press man. I think he's best in press man, you know, where he can get in the wide receiver's face and kind of, you know, kind of take him out of a play. Right. You know, with that physicality. And that's I think that's one thing that that this defense in terms of uh, cornerback play. I like that they got a big, tall, physical corner. OK, He's not going to wow you with his lateral movement. I mean, he, he's a, but he's more of a long strider, right? So, you know, he, I, I think wide receiver, twitcher wide receivers can can get them deep. You know, they can stack their route and kind of get them deep. But I mean, I think anything, you know, short area, intermediate. I mean, he's all over that. You know, I, I would really like to see how well he fares in, uh, you know, third and and short, third and medium, right? I think that's I think you know you gotta be excited about Kyrie Elam. You know, the Bills had a big time need. They had a big time need, right? And, and a lot of us didn't think they they placed a lot of value on cornerback too, because we see them just they go for undrafted free agents or late round guys to come in and, and fill that cornerback two role. And partly the reason because of that is that Sean McDermott is so good at cultivating this defensive talent in the backfield. Okay. So but they went out and they got them a first round corner. So we we could put the CB2 thing to rest for good. You know, Kyrie Elam's going to be here for a while. Um, I, I think his impact, you know, he's, he's going to be better than Le- Levi Wallace for sure. You know, I, I just think that I think he can have a big impact. You know, him and Dane Jackson until Trey White gets back. I think they're going to be OK. You know, um, I like the fact that we added some athleticism to the backfield right there. You know, I, I just think that's that's huge. I mean, we saw what it did to us uh, in Kansas City last year um, without Trey White. So just think next you know, the next time we play them, which is in the regular season, we don't know the dates yet. I expect it to be a totally different ball game. OK, this is a this is a long play move. I mean, think about what's what's in the AFC in terms of these quarterbacks, in terms of these weapons that that these offenses and that are that they have now. I mean, you got Denver. You, I mean, the whole AFC West is stacked. Right. So those teams are going to beat up on each other and the Bills can totally get home field advantage if they, if they play well. Right. So that's going to bowl well for us in the playoffs. So, you know, we put, you know, his McDermott's first round talent, they start, they're going to, he's going to start. There's no reason why he wouldn't start. So I expect him to start. So let's get all the kinks out now. Let's get it all out because by playoff time, you know, if this team wants to win a Super Bowl, they're going to need a you know big time contribution from him, not just Trey White and these other vets in the uh, in the secondary, but they're they're going to need it from Kyrie Elam. So he's got 
when he when he was drafted, he said, "Hey, put the put the playbook on the plane." So you love to hear that. You love to hear your rookie cornerback say, "I want I want the playbook. I want to get start working now." So I, I think that caught, I think that caught Brandon Bean and uh you know Terry Pagula off guard. They were you know, it's just crazy, man. That's 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 something that you want to see. Um, so that's Kyer Elam. Now my favorite pick of the Bills of the draft, this man right here, James freaking Cook. James Cook, man. You know, we've been talking about how the Bills needed uh, help in the backfield. And this is what I wrote about James Cook prior to the draft. Um, he's an elite pass catcher, shows ability to run routes outside or from the backfield, has good speed to stretch defenses horizontally, and the burst when getting to the second level. Okay. Yeah, James Cook is one of those guys that, you know, we talk about Devin Singletary. <clears throat> and Devin Singletary in his own right, he's a very shifty player. James Cook is that and more. You know, he's probably won't be as good as, you know, Devin Singletary between the tackles. But I think he's a guy that when he's lined up back there, defensive coordinators have to, they got a game plan for him. I mean, he runs legit routes like a wide receiver. Legit routes like a wide receiver. Um, hey, James Cook is a beast. He was my um, he was my running back three of the draft class here. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to show you guys what I'm talking about, man. Some of this, some of his abilities are just out of this world, man. Uh, so here's, you know, here's some highlights. You know, this is not the film that I watch. You know, I watch actual game film, but these are just highlights. You can see, I mean, you can see the burst here. Look at that. Get off of him. He, he's a special running back, man. This is the brother of Dalvin Cook. Look at him in the backfield. Look at that. I mean, he catches it just like a wide receiver. You know, we talk about uh, this Bills team, you know, having enough weapons for Josh Allen. This is a guy that that's going to, you know, he could he could sit back there and let, you know, if Josh doesn't see what he wants, man, you could dump it off to, to uh, James Cook. He's going to make plays. You know, he's going to make plays. So you could think of him uh, a running back for sure, but kind of like a wide receiver too, just because of uh, his route running prowess. I mean, as you can see, this is a guy that averaged 6.1 yards per carry at Georgia. Y'all come on now. Look, you know, people say, well, he can't, he can't run. You know, he has a, a better break tackle percentage than Brees Hall. Think about it. Look at that speed around the corner, man. I mean, come on, man. Y'all, if y'all ain't woke up about, about James Hook, I don't know what to tell you. Look at that. And this is the SEC. This is not the Pac-12, the Big 12. I mean, this is these are against some dudes. This is the best competition in college football. And you have 6.1 yards per carry. Uh, this past season, he has 728 rushing yards, seven touchdowns rushing, 284 yards receiving with another four touchdowns. He had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So I think, you know, people say, well, why didn't he have uh, – more production. I mean, he was he was playing with guys like Zamir White, you know, uh that, that it was running back by committee. So he he has limited touches. So he's he's a he's a he's fresh. My guy is fresh. All right. So I think he's gonna pay dividends uh to this Bills backfield. He's gonna pay he's gonna pay major dividends here. I love I love the pick. I love the pick. I love the ability. Uh he he's 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 a beast. Um Oh, you're still seeing the photo. Oh, here you go. There you go. My bad. So here it is. Look at that. On my screen, you can see, you can actually see the, the game footage, but here he is. I mean, that's him just running 
you know, between the tackles, what we're talking about. He's uh he he's a really good running back, man. Look at that. Look at the burst. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. James Cook is gonna be a dude. Now, me, me and Spence were talking, and Bruce Nolan were talking uh, you know, the other day. And and I I, I mentioned that he's not Alvin Kamara, but his play style tends to uh mirror Alvin Kamara. Now he doesn't, you know, obviously he doesn't have the 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 contact balance that Alvin Kamara has. But uh, he has, you know, the pass catching ability, you know, the route running ability, uh, the way he, you know, stacks defenders uh, coming out of the backfield. He could press the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is a guy. This is a dude like you should be excited. Y'all should be excited about a guy like James Cook. I think I think he's going to be, though. I think he's he's going to be really good. Uh, what What's the expectation for James Cook in year one? I, I think you can. uh I think he's RB2. I, I still think Devin Singletary is RB1, but you have to look at it like this. You're 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 you have a cupboard of multiple skill sets. So so Devin Singletary can be RB1 and you know he's gonna improve in pass protection. And he's he's Devin Singletary toward the end of the year was really good, you know, with the improved offensive line. Just think about Aaron Cromer, what he's gonna bring to the table. So the offensive line and then the additions of Roger Saffold. You know, re-signing Rick Bates, Spencer Brown in the second year. Um, I think it's going to pay dividends for this offensive line. So that's going to make the running game even better, right? You know, Brandon Mean talked about how he his biggest concern this offseason was to protect Josh Allen, right? And we thought, okay, he's talking about, you know, offensive linemen, but not not necessarily. Okay, now when, when you see those two, those two high safety looks, you got a guy that can, you know, press the defense. The, the, he he's going to eat up, you know, uh, cover two defenses, you know, whether that's uh, in these light boxes or out of the backfield. So I think it's a fantastic move. Uh, that's my favorite pick. You know, I'm a, I'm a running back guy through and through. So I love James Cook. So uh, moving on here, we got now this dude right here, Terrell Bernard. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan. I ain't gonna lie. I felt like, and it's okay. It's okay to not like uh, some of these picks. All right. And this is one I did not like. I didn't, I don't understand why would you take him in the third round for me personally, just me personally, I had him uh, and he, he's a fifth round talent. Okay. So, you know, I, this is what I had. He, he said he has good speed with sideline to sideline range and athleticism has average coverage ability and instincts, uh, a D will need to be better in zone coverage to make a difference at the next level. Um, now, some of his some of his statistics, you know, he he's got 320 tackles, uh, 22 and a half tackles for loss. Now, so this is a this is a guy that can also be in that rush linebacker role. Okay, he's not a guy that's gonna you know uh, stack off this lineman and, and and move him out of the way. You know, but if you put him in rush situations, kind of like an AJ Klein, you know, he can get the job done that way. He's undersized. He's he's got a small build, so you know he's I, he's more to me. He's a see ball get ball kind of guy. I think he I think he has some good instincts, but I think they need to be better. I, and I like for them to be better um, in zone coverage. So think of the Carolina Panthers when they had Shaq Thompson. You know, now I'm not I'm not saying he's Shaq Thompson, but this is the Bills version of Shaq Thompson. So when you have I think he offers you a little bit more um, in that match linebacker kind of role that we saw, 
you know, Saran Neal kind of play uh, from time to time. So Terrell Bernard has four or five, nine speed. Uh, I think he, he'll he be able to, to, to hang with tight ends, right? Um, and if the, bill, the Bills want to go more of a traditional 4-3 look instead of nickel, I think he could do that, you know? I don't think that he's a guy that that's going to supplant uh, Tremaine Emmons if if they can't get a deal done. I don't I don't I don't I don't think that's I just don't think that's his 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 calling card, right? So the Bills still may be in a market for a linebacker if they can't get a deal done after next season, maybe uh, the draft or a free agent pickup there uh, we could see. But I mean, I hope Tremaine Emmons stays with the team. You know, the reality of it is we just can't sign everybody. All right. That's that's going to be uh, <laughs> my guy. Bruce says, uh, I knew you'd be for the running back pick. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm a sucker for running backs. You know, I have a Devin Singletary jersey. I had a, a CJ Spiller jersey. I still have a Willis McGahee jersey. I love running backs. I just think I'm old school that way. I grew up watching Thurman and, and Barry Sanders. I just love my running backs. But uh, so I will be getting uh, a James Cook jersey. But back to uh, Terrell Bernard. I think he um, he he kind of has an issue missing tackles. All right, um, his his missed tackle percentage is was, was had an uptick of last year. We're talking about you're in the in the Big Twelve, right? So I think he's going to have to get better there. But I like what he's able to do uh, in terms of uh, defending the pass. Like I said, he I think he needs to improve his own cover. Sometimes is you know it's like he uh, doesn't understand his assignment or where he needs to be. Now, I would like to see him anticipate more, but in terms of how he's going to fit, like I said, you know, this is their version of Shaq Thompson. So, you know, you're going to see them go three linebacker sets quite, I, I think, a lot more considering their schedule says that they're going to have a lot more teams that run the ball effectively. So, you know, we saw the Bills get better up front, right? I think him and Tyrell Dotson, I mean, let's see. I, I like Tyrell Dotson a little bit more right now. That's just me. But uh, let's see if he could beat him out. But I think you, you should see his contribution on special teams. Uh, and I think he could play that A.J. Klein role. Um, let's go. Now, here's another one. All right. Here's another one. Khalil Shakir. All right. You know, Brandon Bean came out and said if they had a fourth round pick, they would have they picked this guy in the fourth round. Obviously, they didn't. But they got him in the fifth round. So anytime you have a guy on your board, that that you know you see him in the in 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 previous round and he's still there considering the run on wide receivers and so forth in this draft the fact that they were able to pick up khalil shakur uh in the fifth round i thought that was that that's superb value I, this is a guy that I, I expected to go uh i don't know if i, I told you guys i said you know jalen tolbert or in shaquille uh khalil shakur are they 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 just seem like they're buffalo bill kind of players right and here we go Khalil Shakur is now a Buffalo Bill. One of the things that, you know, this is what I said about uh, Khalil Shakur. He says, projects as a slot receiver at the next level, shows good speed, uh, great route runner, and consistently finds soft spots in zone coverage. Concentration drops seem to be an issue, but can make wild plays and a playmaker with the ball in his hands. I I think Khalil Shakur, uh, I think he's a solid player. And, And, you know, Here's the thing. So when we had Brian Dable as the OC, we talked about how, you know, the the kind of the mantra in the wide receiver room and, and the way the, the office of the way it was designed is that they want guys who, who are great route runners and can separate. Khalil Shakur gives you that. 
he gives you the ability, all right, he, he run routes, he gets separation at the top of stems, in and out of breaks. You know, he's uh, – I, I don't think he's a fantastic, you know, like in the long game it's sprinting, but I think he has some functional athleticism in terms of change of direction, right? Um, he's a guy that can get in and out of breaks really quick. So, you know, he has some short area quickness that I think is going to bode well. And and one of the underrated things that uh, that he's going to bring to the table. So, one, the man can return punts. All right, he's a punt returner as well. So, you don't have to have little dirty Isaiah McKenzie back there returning punts anymore. He and Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, uh, uh, Stevenson, they can kind of battle that out, okay? I, I think he offers you more in terms of uh, ball security that I think the Bills covet. Well, most teams cover it, right? You need to protect the ball. But here's here's something that's interesting. So the over his career at Boise State, he has 71 rushes for 414 yards. 71 rushes. What did that tell you? I'm not saying the man's Debo Samuel. I don't think there's anybody that can kind of do what he does. But you you know how we saw Isaiah McKenzie take, you know, handoffs out of the backfield, you know, uh, wheel routes. And, I mean, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, how they kind of window dress at the line of scrimmage. This is a guy that can do all that. He can do all that. So you say, well, how does he um, project this season? You know, I think because of, you know, Jameson Crowder and the fact that when was the last time he played a full a full season, right? So let's say I expect James Crowder to be out three, four games. This just the way his uh, career has gone. He's all, he's going to get injured at some point. And I think it's good that you have a guy like Khalil Shakur that can come in and step into the slot. Now, Shakur can also play on the boundary as well. Um, I just think he's better served in the slot. Um, I, I like his release package getting off the line of scrimmage. So I think he's a, like I said, he's a guy that, that can, he could be zone coverage. Now, if you took a, if you took a uh, Cole Beasley, and you took another receiver on the team, Gabriel Davis, and they had a baby. All right, that's what Khalil Shakur is. Now he's not as nasty of a route runner as Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, in my opinion, was an elite route runner, but they have some of the same similar attributes that that's going to be exciting to see. So um, if I had to put a, a stat prediction on him, I'd say give him 30 receptions for, you know, two, 300 yards and a few touchdowns. As a rookie, I think you know, that's solid contribution um, from a rookie in that role, considering you got a log jam at wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, right? Gabriel Davis, you know, Jamison Crowder, Dawson Knox at tight end. You know, James Cook out of the backfield, he's going to be getting his share of targets. So I, I think, you know, I wouldn't expect, unless he comes into camp and he's just nasty with it, okay? Uh, Eric Farrell says, uh, I'm hoping that Shakira could be a Robert Woods. Man, That that's a tall task, man, because Robert Woods, you know, from a solid route runner, and he does a lot of that stuff behind the line of scrimmage, I always been able to do that. One of the things that people don't really talk about in terms of Robert Woods is how how, how good of a run blocker he is. He, he is an elite run blocker from the wide receiver position. Gabriel Davis is up there as well. Gabriel Davis is a damn good run blocker. But So it's going to be cool to see him get in a room with Diggs and these guys and show them kind of the nuances of the position. And in the league, I think that's going to bode well for a guy like Khalil Shakur. Uh, his dad was in the military, so you know he's extremely disciplined. We talk about that football character, that DNA. 
you know, he I, he's a guy that has it. You know, Brandon Bean likes the guys with the chip on the shoulder. This is a kid that there was a four-star recruit, decided to go to Boise State, right? Went to Boise State. He had, you know, he had, you know, guys, you know, when you're an athlete, man, you, 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 you find ways to get a chip on your shoulder to motivate you to tell yourself that you can be better. He's one of those guys. So great, great pick at in, in the fifth round. I think that's going to serve. I think it's going to serve him well. And I'm excited to see how that projects in the future. Now, I will say this. I will say this, that we still need a guy that can stretch the field deep vertical and we do not have that man on the roster now stefan Dix can do it he can do it but he's he's a route runner you know short intermediate i mean he's gonna he's gonna dice you up that way we need a guy that that can cut him off deep we need a guy that that when he's out there you're like damn like okay here we go like he's here y'all mama there goes that man all right and we don't have that guy we do not have that guy so i, I feel like the wide receiver room is still incomplete okay stevenson i'm just not i'm just not sold on him yet maybe Let's see what he does in camp. And he's a guy, he's a speed guy, right? That that has the ability to. But um, I, I would have much rather Calvin Austin here. Uh he they could have had him. Um, and you know, they could have figured worked that out some way. But I felt like Calvin Austin would have been the uh the perfect complement to the array of receivers we already have on the team. I think Dalvin Cook is a guy he, he can catch the ball deep. And like I said, the dude has you know wicked route running ability. Uh, like a wide receiver for a running back. So he's a guy that you can, you know, he, he if you match him up on a linebacker, see you later. I, I learned that the hard way, being a Michigan fan, all right? So, uh, but yeah, I know Shakir definitely needs to be coached up. He definitely needs to be coached up. And what what better opportunity to go to the Buffalo Bills if you, it, to, to, to be coached up and learn the nuance of the position? Come on, man. Fifth round, that's a, that's a bargain. I, I think that's a bargain. Like I said, I had a third round grade on the guy. <laughs> And then we're going to get to uh, Bill's Mafia's freaking favorite. God dang. Yo, who are we talking about? This man right here. Y'all quit playing with me right now. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Before I even get into this, you know how, like, as fans or, or guys that cover the draft, we, you know, we all have our, like, draft crushes every year, right? This dude is, is Bill's Mafia's crush. Everybody wanted the damn punk god. Now, you say, well, why does everybody want the punt god? Because, damn it, we don't even punt that much. I mean, there's games where where freaking, uh, I, I don't even want to say his name, Matt Matt Hawk. He don't even, he don't even see the field unless, unless, unless he's holding for Tyler Bass, right? There's games where the Bills don't punt. But, boy, when they punt, golly, my man struggles. I mean, there's a few games where the, the boy almost lost the game for us because, he, you know, I don't know what's wrong with his leg. Brandon Bean defended him. Was like, well, he's a better. He he, he said, well, you know, when talking about the but Matareza, he, he was like, well, you know, Matt Hawk's a better punter than what he put on last year. Uh, no, that's been what he's been his entire NFL career. A bad punter. He's bad. Okay, yeah, bad. So what Bill's going to do? They got this man right here. They got this man right here. This is what I wrote about him. Uh, called the punt god for a reason as he shows elite leg power, ball placement, and accuracy. A reason can also kick field goals with ease, but will be a punter, sorry for the typo there, only at the next level. Uh, he's the best punting, uh, punting prospect in the last 10 years. He is the best punting prospect to come out in the last 10 years. 
This man is a freaking unit for a punter. All right. So a couple of things. He averages 51.1 yards per punt. Did y'all hear me? 51.1 yards per punt. Filthy, man. Filthy. He had two punts over 80 yards this past season. And that's why he was dubbed the punt god. 80-yard punts. Now, I don't want Sean McDermott to get all excited and start punting all the damn time. You know, you I still want them to have – he still needs to have his edge. I want you to go for it on fourth down. But don't take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. But if you're going to punt, all right, Matt Hawk's out of here. All right, so 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 uh, other Matt, Matt Areza, you're going to have to learn to hold, buddy. You're going to have to learn to hold for Tyler Bass. You're gonna have to, and you can't be running down trying to trying to lay people out. We don't need you. We don't need our punter to do that. I just need you to kick the damn ball, kick it well. You're gonna you're gonna be playing in Buffalo. You're gonna have to kick in the wind. I'm I'm gonna need to see you come through, man. So, but we got the punt god. So just think about this. Think about this. You quite arguably, no, you do. You have the strongest armed quarterback in the league. The strongest leg punter in the league. Uh, show me somebody, somebody's a punter whose leg is stronger than Matt Areza's. I don't think you're gonna find it. I, I if he's not the best, put him in the top three. Put him in the top three. Bruce, uh, Bruce said on Twitter, you know, we got the swaggiest special teams room in terms of kickers in the league. Bass, Areza, the punt god. Damn, that, that, it feels good. It feels good, man. It feels good. Golly. Richard Rush says, I want it stout, but I'm a bad evaluator for the draft. I mean, how many people really evaluate punters, right? What do you say? Just kick the damn thing. Try to pin them as far, pin them deep as far as you can. G- give me some good, give me some good uh, you know, starting off, right? Get 20 and in. 10 and in, like I need I need the best field position possible for the defense. And we got one of the best defenses in the league. So there's that. But yeah, the Bills, the Bills have a punt guy. Now, um, the next guy I'm gonna talk about, I did not I did not do any work on this guy. Okay, so I took the um I kind of looked at this is what they, they wrote from uh, sportsillustrated.com about this next player, Christian Benford. All right, so now, I read the scouting report, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I like the fact that he's a he's a tall corner, physical. I love that. You know, he he doesn't have a great long speed. You know, he, he's not he's not a guy that like Kyrie Elam that can just run. Okay, he has functional athleticism in terms of speed. So I think you know he Brandon Bean said that he's gonna they're gonna start him off at corner. And then they they might put him at safety, right? Micah Hyde is a guy that started off at corner, ended up as a safety, okay? So I think he's a perfect candidate to make that switch. I think this is a a fantastic uh, value move here. But let's let's talk about what what, – this is a scouting report, you know, from uh, sportsillustrators.com. They said, high upside, big physical corner with ball hawking skills and lockdown capabilities. Think about that. So 
high upside. The Bills love who, what team doesn't love a guy with high upside? Come on. Big physical corner, ball hawking skills, and lockdown capability. So this is a guy that, that can get up in your face. He can play press man coverage. All right. He's gonna get up in your grill, get physical with you at the line of scrimmage. I'm gonna try to eliminate you from the jump. Great initial jam at the line of scrimmage and is excellent in zone coverage. Come on, man. What do the Bills do so well? Zone coverage. Has exceptional closing speed and ball skills. Uses his size well and hits with the force. So if you could, if you could take a cornerback and mold him for the perfect Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier-led defense, this is the kind of guy you want. This is the kind of guy you want. And then when I read this, I was like, oh, Lord, y'all got, hey, y'all better quit playing with me. Quit playing with me. He says, this is a, a player that put in the right situations can become a star. I about said, what? Now, I'm telling you right now, let's hope that this guy, and we you, you hear about late round corners, safeties. Coming in and making plays, right? We we've seen it before. We've seen it before. Levi Wallace. Now Levi Wallace didn't become a star, right? But he was good enough. He was he was good ish. I mean, he served his purpose. So if Christian Benford can come in here, and and let's say let's I want I need him to be better than Levi Wallace. Can can you do that? And I'm not saying that's easy. I think Levi Wallace is a good corner. But we need greatness at cornerback too, right? This is a smart move because we don't know how long, you know, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier are going to be Buffalo Bills beyond this season. We don't know, right? So now you got a guy that you can develop. This is a guy that I think if he goes on the practice squad, he's gone. So you have to, you know, he's going to – DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson – I think he I think you're going to if he you know, if his hitting is good as the scouting report reads, he's going to play special teams. You want I that's a, that's a dice that I'm willing to roll. I don't want to see him on the practice squad. I need him to make the 53 if he can develop and he has big time capabilities as a defensive player. I don't want to see you on the practice squad, man. I don't want to see it. He's got to make the roster. So I don't think he obviously how he projects. I don't think he's a starter. But I think, hell, why not try him in special teams? I mean, you can kind of see, you know, um, with our third-round pick, Terrell Bernard, hell, throw throw him in there. Not at linebacker, but as a, as a matchup safety, right? Big nickel? Why not try him out from time to time? Try him out in camp, see what he could do. But if he can – I'm telling you, man, if he – press man, excellent zone, we play zone? He's got really good instincts and ball skills. That translates. I don't care if you play at an Ivy League school, you play a division one, two, three. Those, those are the traits that, that translate to the next level. Now, the knock on him, he did go to Villanova. Like I know, right? You're like like me, like, yo, they got football. <laughs> How many Villanova players can you name went to the NFL? I can't. Like I said, I didn't even. I had to get that from from Sports Illustrated because I I didn't think you know 
I didn't. I, I don't. I can't look up all the players, man. I, I can't watch that much film. I only got so much time in the day, but I watch enough. All right. You know, my 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 philosophy is, you know, Scouting Academy teaches you, you know, watch at least three games, and if you can, watch five games of film on a player. That'll give you the story. That'll give you the story. But I love the fact that he has football character. Like I, I just love that. This is why Brandon Bean and these guys excel. They excel with the draft because they they get guys with these traits. And anytime you're drafting late, you want a guy with high upside, right? Because sometimes you hit lightning in a bottle. All right. Um. Let's see. Now here's another. So <laughs> John Lombardo says. Uh, Howie Long went to Villanova. Okay. Now, a lot of people are like, Howie Long, yes, he played defensive tackle for the Raiders back in the day, right? But outside of him, who, who you got? There ain't many of them. I'm telling that right now. I'm telling that right now. So, um, like I said, I, I expect him to compete. Uh, I, You know, at this point, I think you – have him compete for a cornerback position early because Kyrie Elam is going to start. But can you beat out Dane Jackson? Right? Can he? I mean, the Bills are high on Dane Jackson. But I sure, I like corners, big physical corners with ball skills. That That's what I like in the cornerback position. That's what I found useful. I don't like small cornerbacks. I just don't. I, I think, man... What the, these quick twitch receivers and these freaking freaking natures like DK Metcalf? You need a dude that can come in there and, and get in your damn grill. I love I just, I just like fierceness from a from a defensive backfield. I, I love that. So hey, if he can come in and compete, that's all we ask for. That's all we ask for. Um, our, our next guy now, Luke Tenuta. All right, Luke Tenuta. Um, th- this man. This is like the biggest freaking uh, one of the biggest offensive linemen you're gonna see. All right, so this is a guy that I that I had uh, I had a six round grade on him. He's a tackle out of Virginia Tech. This is what I this is what I wrote about him. Uh, behemoth in terms of size, as he stands six foot eight and three hundred twenty pounds, has versatility along with a real mean streak at the point of attack. He's an underrated athlete for his size and wins and run blocking, but also shows the ability to get to the second level. So he has functional athleticism, okay? He can get out in space um, at the second level to widen rush lanes. Uh, could develop into a starter in a perfect situation, but will probably serve as a swing tackle at the next level. So this is, a, a again, when you're drafting this slate, you want guys that can come in. You want guys that can come in. And have that high upside. I mean, this is, you know, I so we're kind of seeing the, the offensive line kind of take a, a turn here uh, from uh, the way they look, right? You, you know, you got Spencer Brown and, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Doyle, right? Big men. These They're like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, right? They like their tackles big and can move. This is another guy that is big and can move. Now, he's not the same athlete, okay? He is not the same athlete as our right tackle, Spencer Brown. He is not in the same vicinity. But this is this is the cool thing that I want you to listen to. You got Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer's track record for developing 
young offensive talent is through the roof. Think about that. So this is probably an Aaron Cromer pick for sure. Aaron Cromer likes a challenge, right? This dude, I'm telling you, if he can get if he can get all the damn talent out of this kid that he has, you don't know what you can get. Now, there's bias in here, obviously, because they're Buffalo Bills, but I, I think it matters. Where you're drafted matters. Matters big time. Having players around that just want to eat. They, 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 they love the game of football. I mean, you don't have many divas in the locker room, man. And, and, and look at this offensive line, man. He gets to hang out with Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morse, Roger Saffold, Spencer Brown. Like, you don't think that's going to rub off on him? Now, I'm not saying that man's a pro bowler, nothing crazy like that. But what I'm saying is take guys with traits. Take guys with high upside late in the draft, and let's let's roll. Let's see. So what, what, what do I think? What is he going to do this season? I think he's a guy that that probably be on the practice squad. I think you put him on the practice squad, he's probably not going to really get picked up. Okay? The, the Bills still need a swing tackle. Tommy Dole is that guy. But barring any injury, um, I, I think he struggles in terms of, you know, spe- uh, spendy, speedy guys off the edge. I mean, he's six foot eight, you know. He's going to need to keep that pad level low. I think he struggles with keeping his pad level low, but I think if you can develop him, I think he could be he could be decent. Now, how like again, how does he project to the next level? I think he's I think he's probably going to end up on the practice squad and a, a developmental guy. So if you put him on the practice squad, you can protect him. I think he'll be okay there. So that's uh, Luke Tenuta, our last guy tonight is Balon Spector, okay? Inspector Gadget himself, all right? He just don't have the go-go gadget arms, man, or the neck. (laughs) But he's a two-year starter at Clemson uh, who has good functional to good athleticism. He can go sideline to sideline, but consistency to sniff out the run at or behind the line of scrimmage is a concern. Uh, He could thrive in situations with a strong front four to keep him clean and make plays, Instincts are average and needs improvement. Serves as a special teamer and emergency linebacker in dire need. Okay, so this is like this is your this is your special teams Luke Matikavich kind of projection player here. All right. So watching Clemson, uh, you know, they're they're he 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 played well at Clemson, not gonna lie, man. He played well. All right, but uh he you know he's he's a decent athlete. But I, you know, I, I think he he hesitates too much. All right. He's I you know I had him at I had a seventh round grade on him. I mean, they got him in the seventh round, so that's value. You know, these are the kind of guys that they pick up because they don't they want to see them uh on the you know undrafted free agent. You know, it's hard for the Bills to recruit players. That's why I think that's why I felt like they kind of stack some picks later uh, in the draft so that they can get guys. They get their short guys that they they wanted to compete. Uh, f- see what see what they can do in training camp because, right? You know, you don't you only a few only a handful of these guys are going to actually make the team. So don't don't be uh, you know, if they start releasing draft picks now, I, there's guys you know our first four or five picks the punt god right. Those five guys are they're making the team right, but. Some of these guys late, like this guy, you know, I, th- I think he's a uh, he's a Matikavich replacement. 
we got some uh Vince Vaughn here. He says uh the Buffalo Bills would be a Super Bowl contender now that they drafted a cornerback in the first round as long as Vaughn Miller still plays in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, you know, if you if you look at the Vegas odds, um, they, they got the Bills uh as you know winning the Super Bowl and they got Josh Allen winning MVP. That's high praise, but you're gonna have to show it. You're gonna have to consistently show it. Um Yes, we now have three six eight big dudes. Yes, sir. So the bills, are, the bills are stacked, man. The bills are stacked. I love the fact that uh, I love the fact that they got these big old dudes. Love it. I love it. I love height, height, weight, speed, size, freaking nature kind of dudes, man. I love that junk. Um. So we have a few minutes left, so we're gonna open up for questions if you guys have any, but. That's the Bills draft class. So, and so um, we're going to take a – now, I didn't do um, I didn't do too much as far as, you know, undrafted free agents. Now, I, I did make the list for y'all. This is as of yesterday. So uh, Keith Corbin, Jackson State, Kingsley Jonathan, Syracuse, Malik Williams. I mean, these are guys that, you know, these are camp bodies. Raheem Blackshear was a guy running back, a short yardist guy. I think, you know, he could compete with uh, Zach Moss. But – and Jalen Watermeyer, tight end. He was on the top 30 visit uh, with the Bills, tight end. I think he I, – I didn't expect him to go undrafted. I, I I thought maybe he'd get picked up in the fifth round or so, but he went undrafted. Um, so I think the Bills got – hey, the fact that he came to Buffalo, saw an opportunity to uh, maybe compete for tight end three or, you know, in case, uh, you know, something happens. I, I love it, you know. I think that's awesome. So be be on if, if any of the undrafted free agents have a shot to the roster, it's Jalen Watermeyer. I love Keith Corbin out of Jackson State. You know that's Dion's guy. You know uh, he 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 put together a good season last year, um, but I don't think he I don't think he's going to make the team. But yeah, out of all those names, man, I definitely think our uh, tight end Jalen Watermeyer uh, he has a run. He has a potential or a chance to make the roster. The cool thing about all this is, man, we got to wait till now until July, August, right? So we can start seeing these guys on the field. Um, so, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook. And well, I'm not on Facebook, but hit me up on social media, man. Let's talk about these guys. All right. We, we got all freaking off season to chop it up, to talk bills, to, to talk about these players and how they're going to fit. As we go along in the in the offseason, I'll talk about my actual projections of not not only the rookies, but you know what I you know we'll talk about when the schedule releases. We're going to talk about you know big impact players, what we think is going to happen. I'm going to give you all that. I'm going to give you all that. So um, make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings uh, Podcast Network. Like this video. Hey, go on YouTube. All right. Share it, like it, review. This is going to be on podcast form as well, like I told you earlier. So it's going to be a podcast form as well. Um, but anyway, man, appreciate y'all. And I'm so freaking excited to be here on Rumblings and opportunities are going to lie ahead for me and for you guys that I get to just talk about the, the team I love all the freaking time. Uh, it, it's it's a tremendous feeling. And, and you know, for a first night, I, I really do appreciate everybody being here. Go Bills. And I'm out of here. Peace.
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 